Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. All right, welcome back into the podcast, and this is a lot of fun. This is the man who is on the cusp of becoming the top celebrity Chicago sports fan, Chicago Bears fan. He is WWE legend Seth freaking Rollins, and he joins the podcast. Seth, Bill Zimmerman, how are you? If I'm on the cusp, who is at the top of the Chicago Bears celebrity fandom? Well, I think... If you're going way back, I think the, the Chicago sports title goes to Bill Murray. That's fair. He's a Cubs guy, though. He's not a big Bears he, dude. He, he, I know he, he was a, he's a Bears. He's got the Bears bear down head. He's, but, yeah, he's, he is more Cubs. Oh, okay, so. okay. I know Vince Vaughn's a good Chicago sports yep, yep, you know, yep, celebrity yep. guy. But, yeah, you're, you're right there. That's so. fair. I mean, I, look, I'm going to be honest with you. The Bears are the only Chicago team that I, that I follow, right? So, Baseball-wise, I'm a Cardinals fan. Oh, I know right. that's going to be painful for some listeners <laughs> here, but it's what was bestowed upon me. I didn't have a choice in the matter. So, so how did you? Because you're, you're from Iowa. Yeah. So, how did you have the curse of becoming a Bears fan? <laughs> my my granddad, I blame him. My dad's dad. He uh, he was a Bears fan through and through. Cardinals as well. That's where I got that from. So, I, I just grew up watching my family scream at the TV every Sunday after church, and uh, and here we are. You know, 30 years later. And, and I, I am now the man screaming at the TV. Yeah, no, there's been a lot of screaming at televisions for a lot of Bears fans. So before we jump into that, I want to just jump into WrestleMania. Uh, you know, this year it's in L.A., going Hollywood. And, you know, it's it's a huge—I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember Hulk Hogan body-slamming Andre the Giant. Like, mm. that's that's how far back I can go. But um, And I remember WrestleMania 7 was, like, one of my favorites forever. Uh, that was Hogan and Warrior yeah. and, and six Undertaker. Was, six was Hogan and Warrior. Oh, six was Hogan yeah, and Warrior. Yeah, yeah. Right, and but Undertaker's debut I think was seven, but um, but yeah. So I, I've I've been I've been watching it a long time. But like for for WrestleMania for you, like I mean, do do the nerves still kick in? Does the, does it still get pumped? I mean, that's got to be. I mean, some of these venues where you got sixty, seventy thousand, eighty thousand people, that's got to be an experience like none other. Yeah, there's nothing like it. And you know, for for someone like myself who's been in in WWE now for ten years, I've been able to wrestle all over the world in front of different crowds, different stadiums. Um, and, you know, you just get desensitized to it a little bit. But WrestleMania is the one thing, the one thing, the one night of the year, or in this case, two nights. But it's the one time a year where the nerves never wear off and you just live for that moment. You know, you 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 build your legacies at WrestleMania. You know, in the postseason in the NFL, that's where quarterbacks build their legacies in big games. And for us in WWE, at a certain level where I feel that I'm at, WrestleMania matches and WrestleMania moments, that's where you create your legacy. And so it, it doesn't get any bigger. This one's in Hollywood. All eyes are going to be on us for two nights in April. It's going to be special. Now, uh, WrestleMania 29, is that the debut for you? 29 was my first WrestleMania. 29, okay. Yes. What was, if you can remember, what bigger nerves, the first WrestleMania or your first, you know, your debut, your television debut with WWE? 
Oh, man, very similar, actually. Uh, we debuted on pay-per-view in November of 2012 in a big moment in the main event of a, of a title match. Um, so that was huge. Um, but WrestleMania was probably, the, you know, having a match on WrestleMania. We opened the show that year. It was uh, in New York, uh, New Jersey, uh, Meadowlands. And that one was really like, that was when it really felt like, oh, we made it, you know? Oh, we're here. We've arrived. Uh, and opening the show, coming out through the crowd, uh, that was the biggest crowd we, you know, walked through at that point. And so it was, I remember feeling so special and it feeling like something I would never forget. And then, boom, it was gone in a split second. It was so It felt like it went so fast out there. I, I can imagine. And WrestleMania Seven was Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter. So, yeah, yeah I don't want to consider yeah, myself yeah, a fraud yeah. here. You know, I just can't believe I made that mistake. But uh, let's... <laughs> all good, all good, all good. It's a lot of numbers. So. Yeah, let's let's jump into the Bears here. And let's let's start at the quarterback position. And, and a lot of Bears fans are excited for Justin Fields. And I, I think that dates back to the rookie. I know the rookie year was bumpy for him, especially like that Cleveland game. But, but when they drafted him, was that... Were you just... Were you excited? Did you think this could be like the guy even more than Trubisky or Grossman or Cutler or any of these other guys? Where were you with Justin Fields right out of the gate? Yeah, I remember when they, they traded to draft him. Uh, I was shocked. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, wow, well, here is this another Trubisky situation? What's the deal? Um, but he's a special talent, and um, you, you, I wanted him to play immediately first season. I wanted him to play every game that year. I remember they started the season with, was it uh, Dalton? Andy Dalton? Yeah, Andy Dalton. Yeah, started the season with Andy Dalton. He quickly got hurt, uh, and in came Justin Fields. And at, from that point on, you know, you knew that he was going to be the guy. And you saw a stark difference in um, the energy level of the team when he was in there compared to Dalton. And Dalton's a great quarterback, don't get me wrong. And very serviceable, had great years in Cincinnati, all that good stuff. Um, the problem was the offense wasn't built around Justin Fields' right. strengths. It was built what to what Matt Nagy wanted the offense to be and that wasn't working for our personnel and for what we were doing and so consequently um, you know Field suffered his first year Maggie, Nagy was also out of his mind him and Laser were going back and forth calling the plays he was struggling at that point as well and to, to, to just handle the team I think and what he wanted to do uh, as a football coach and so um, I was happy to see what I saw out of Fields that year. I, I thought, okay, going into the second season, what's he going to look like? What's uh, When are the progressions going to be made? And in the first few weeks of the season, it wasn't promising. No, yeah, right? there, was, there, were, there were bumps. After the Thursday night game, everything changed. The yep. Thursday night game, they changed the way they were calling plays. Getze scrapped whatever idea he had of the first few weeks of the season and went with what they were, what their strengths were, and you saw the offense respond. And all of a sudden, they started putting up 30 points a game, and it looked like, oh, this is what this team could be. Now, the defense had some holes in it, <laughs> and I'm sure we can get to that. Yeah, we will. But the progress that he made this season happened sooner than I thought it was going to, and it gave me enough to go, if we build around this guy, we can be a special franchise for the whole long haul. Yeah, and like the the Patriots game that on Monday Night Football where he was just running free constantly. Like, and look, I know the Patriots. This isn't Tom Brady's Super Bowl championship Patriots anymore. They're they're okay. They had a good defense. Yeah, they had a, they had a good defense. And I mean, this is Bill Belichick. This is the best defensive mind maybe ever. Mm. And, and to see Justin Fields just just eviscerate 
Bill Belichick's defense, like I was sitting there with just a stupid grin on my face that whole game, just sitting there going, that the Bears may finally have it. They may finally have the quarterback that, you know, I, I, I can remember Jim McMahon, but I mean, I mean, color, uh, you know, Fields has a chance to be, you know, I mean, obviously a different kind of quarterback, but, you know, 50 times the player McMahon. I mean, he, you just saw that. You're like, he could be that good. Yeah, he's a freak athlete. The New England game, definitely. That's that's the team. That's what I want the team to look like. Obviously, there's improvements that need to be made in the passing game. No question. He's got to get the ball out of his hands sooner. Uh, the timing's got to get better. But we also got to give him the time to do that, which, you know, again, we've got cap space. We've got draft picks. There's room to be improved on the offensive line and, you know, with the weapons around him. I think there are some things that are really good. I'm anxious to see what Claypool looks like next season. Uh, Mooney coming back off the injury, hopefully. I think Cole Komet's a keeper. So there's a lot of good options, but I do think we need to add another piece there and get an offensive line that's going to protect him. Yeah, that offensive line, It's it was, a, it was an odd year because running the football, the offensive oh. line looked really good. Unreal. I mean, you know, Braxton Jones and, and Tevin Jenkins, Pancake and everybody but yeah when it when it came to pass sets I mean there was there was a, look and sometimes Fields holds on to the ball and we get that and that's always going to be the case but Russell Wilson holds on to the ball too long you know Patrick Mahomes holds on to the ball too long a lot of the great quarterbacks do because they're looking for the yep. play and Fields which I love is always going to do big play check down he's not just going to look for four yards he's going to look for 40 yards but that offensive line and I mean they need look if it's Braxton Jones and Tevin Jenkins and they're back I'm okay with it but you need two or three new free agents and probably got to hit you know that like second third round of the draft as well they got to totally overhaul yep. it yep I would agree with that I would agree with that totally and I think there's a lot of potential there and I, I think if we can um, if we can improve on the defensive side obviously it was a fire sale over there this year um, there's a lot to be optimistic about on the defensive side but I do think slowing down some of these offenses um, and and getting fields on on the field a little longer is going to help a lot if, at least from the win-loss column yeah and I mean, look, the secondary, you see there's a lot of Pete. I mean, Eddie Jackson, you got kind of the old stalwart there. Jalen Johnson, hopefully they get an extension done with him this yep. offseason, uh, you know, with Brisker and, and Gordon. There's some talent there. But uh, how fun was Jack Sanborn just coming yes. out of nowhere this yes. year and just, you know, you know, local product and just like he's all over the field. He's great. He's exactly what you want out of a Chicago Bear linebacker. Right. He's everywhere. He's making plays left and right. He, he was just – it was one of those where, like, even if he wasn't making the tackle, he was there, you know what I mean? And you would see him in every play. And I'm not – I don't want to, you know, get crazy with the Erlacher comparisons, but it he reminded me his intensity of, of a Brian Erlacher, where, like I said, he's just all over the field. He's making plays, interceptions. He's trying to make – he's in tackles. He's plugging up holes. Uh, there's just an intensity there every down that you need uh, to be that Chicago Bear kind of – Linebacker, that that tough bulldog style. Yeah, and I mean the instincts off the charts. Like he's not the best athlete in the no, world, but no, the no. instincts are just off the charts with him. But yeah, and that's key. Yeah, and and the other area, like we talked about the offensive line needing an overall. That defensive line. Oh, I mean, there there was no pass rush. You just, I mean, you know, even stopping the run was was a challenge. You know, that's another spot. You know, you know, maybe you know, grab a you know a Ngakwe, grab a Deron Payne, and you know, maybe even a Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, depending on what they do with that draft pick. I mean, they need a, a big overhaul there. Yeah, I think that's going to be. I mean, our pass rush was unquestionably the worst in the league, and and we weren't. We weren't. It's not like not for a lack of trying. We were we were running some blitzes and doing our best, but it, we weren't making 
headway as far as getting pressure on quarterbacks, especially on third and longs and stuff like that, where you really got to put pressure to force these kind of turnovers uh, or, or fourth downs. And so it was a struggle to watch the defensive line, and and we just weren't doing anything. I think you look at you look at the draft this year, and I think Jalen Carter is is a no brainer to me. I mean, I'm not going to say Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald esque, right? Right. right. That 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 type of person in the middle there is going to free up so much for these edge rushers and so if we can get double triple teams on a young cat like that right out of the gate you're going to allow these edge rushers and these blitzers to have so much more freedom yeah before before i let you go that so that number one pick in the draft which i, I don't think anyone saw coming when they they won those couple <laughs> games they beat that they won that patriots game and they go out and get chase claypool i think everyone look i didn't think anyone was thinking playoffs but you weren't thinking they were basically going to lose out yeah that was that was not not you know, not something to be expected, but they get the number one pick. Like, are you in a, you'd rather trade, I assume you'd like them to trade the pick. They got, they got to trade the pick. Yeah. I think you look at, I don't think you trade out of the top five. I think you look at a Texans team, you look at a Indianapolis team that are really in need of quarterbacks. And I think, like you, you mentioned Carter and Will Anderson, I think that's, you know, option 1A, 1B. So to me, if you're going to be able to get, some, a package deal for that pick when you don't need it to pick that you know to, to pick that, those those guys are going to be available at two maybe three and so I just think you you package that pick uh, and, and you get your guy and you get some extra extra picks and saying ain't going to hurt nothing. All right, so so let me ask you this because this is this is where I'm I, I'm kind of stuck because I absolutely want them to trade the pick. And I also love Carter and Anderson. But if someone like Carolina or Tennessee or one of these guys around 9, 10, 11, if they come in with like a huge package, multiple future firsts and all that, and obviously you lose that Carter Anderson and you got to settle for a next tier down, you're going to get a really good player still and a ton of picks. Or would you, you know, if it's stay at number one or, you know, and get a, say, Will Anderson or trade down 10, 11 and get a, you know, a different type of player but have a just a major haul? What would you rather see Ryan Poles do? Um, man, that's a tough call because I do think the team is, if not, I, like, if they surprise me next year and turn into a playoff contender, that would be special. But I think they're two years away from being, sure. from being, I, I think, what could be a dominant force in, in the NFC, particularly in the NFC North. Um, so... I don't know. That's a tough call. I think it's how much value you put into your assessment of, say, a Jalen Carter. How much of a game changer do you think this guy is? If he is, like I said, Aaron Donald in your eyes, or an Aaron Donald Jr., then I think you don't you don't leave him. You don't leave that to chance. You take that that guy who's going to be a game changer on defense and you figure out the rest. Because it's not like we don't got picks and it's not like we don't got cap space. And that's another thing. You look out at the free agent possibilities or, you know, if anybody wants, if there's any trades out there or anything like that, who, you know, for guys who want to fill who can fill the interior and do the same thing, you know? So there's a lot of options out there, and it's it's a great problem to have. Yeah, it really is. Like, the, the idea of Carter and Payne as the two defensive tackles, I, like, that's just, uh, for a Matt Eberflus defense, that, that would just be a lot of fun. Yes, so. sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Good. Well, there he is, Seth Rollins, WWE superstar. Make sure you check out WrestleMania. I'm sure you all will in, in April in Los Angeles. Go in Hollywood. Seth, love talking Bears. Love having you on. Thanks so much. Oh, man, I can I live for it. Let's go. Is it the draft? yet? Come on, man. <laughs>